Okay, everyone, I'm glad you're here. We've got an exciting story here about Moses. He gave five reasons why God couldn't use him. That's when he's 80. When he was 40 years of age, he was rich, he was good-looking, he was powerful, he was in the prime of his life, and he had the best education the world could offer. And that's all in the Bible. Oh, besides all those other things, he was full of pride. But 40 years later, when he had nothing at 80 years of age, he told God, who am I? God said, I'm ready to use you. Let's take our Bibles and stand, please. And we're in Exodus. Has God called you to be in the ministry? If you don't think so, you're probably a good candidate. Exodus chapter 3, and this is God calling Moses. Verse 7, And the Lord said, uh, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. Now, he had seen the affliction for a few hundred years here. He's going to deliver them, and God had a purpose in their lives, and part of that was to raise up Pharaoh and have to work great and mighty miracles. The greatest miracle in the whole Old Testament was the crossing of the Red Sea through the hand of Moses, and God did that, so I'm going to get me a name out of this. I've, and I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows, and I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land unto a good land and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now, therefore, behold, cry of the children of Israel has come up unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherefore the Egyptians oppressed them. And now, therefore, I will come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my ch people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Verse 11, And Moses said unto God, Who am I? And we'll pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you for your goodness. And Help those who are saying this to realize that you are, and you can, and you do, and you want to, and you will. And if we just follow you, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. you may be seated. Moses gives five reasons why he can't serve God here, <laughs> okay? And uh, whether you're old or young, we always have these reasons. And so you don't have to have everything lined up according to the way you and I think, but the way God thinks. And God says, now you go, and Moses says, who am I? Remember, he's been, he was 40 years old when he fled to Egypt, and he runs into the desert. He's 80 years old now, and he's saying, who am I? And that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt. And Moses said unto God, Behold, I am coming to the children of Israel. I shall say unto them, uh, The God of your fathers has sent me unto you, and they shall say unto me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? I don't have a message. How am I going to do it? And he says, I am that I am. He goes on down there in verse 15, and, and God said moreover unto Moses, Thus shalt thou say unto the children of Israel, The Lord, that word all capital letters, G-O-D or L-O-R, if they're all capital letters, is Jehovah. Tell them, Jehovah God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent you on. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. So, who am I? And what am I going to say to these people? And he says in verse number 18, and they sh shall hearken to thy voice. God said, they're going to listen to you. That's okay, Moses, don't worry. And, and then he says, but I'm going to tell you, you're going to get some opposition now. It says to prepare you, and I, 
I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not by a mighty hand. So God had raised up Pharaoh. God said, this is going to be so great. You just go there. You're going to get some opposition. People are going to complain. But we're going to do this, and I'm going to get me a great name here, Moses. Fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Who wants to tell God you're not going to do something? Huh? Anybody here want to tell God? I'm not doing that. You might have talked back to your parents. You don't want to talk back to the Lord. And so listen, listen, listen. What is it you're looking for to make you happy? Chapter 4, verse 1, this is this third excuse. Moses has another reason why he can't serve God. And Moses answered and said, behold, they will not believe me. Okay, who am I? And I don't have a message. And they're not going to. God just told them they will hearken. Well, Pharaoh won't, but Israel, they, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they will say, the Lord hath not appeared unto thee. You're just a, you didn't hear, see God, God didn't talk to you. And God, okay, I'll give you some signs, Moses, verse number two. And the Lord said unto him, what is in thy hand? And he said, it's a rod. And he said, cast it to the ground. And you know, it turns into a snake. And then he puts his hand inside of his uh, garment and he pulls it out and it's leprous and he puts it back in and it's healed. And he says, try that one, Moses. That's what they want. Did you seek a sign? I'll give you signs. And then he goes on down here and he gives another reason. Number four, in verse number 10 of chapter four of Exodus, Moses, he's got a lot of reasons why he can't serve God. And Moses said unto the Lord, oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither hitherto, which as I understand scripture, he's not telling the truth. In the New Testament, he was mighty in word. And he said, I'm not eloquent. I can't speak good. Uh, nor uh, neither hitherto, nor since thou hast spoken unto thy servant, but I am slow speech and of a slow tongue. I, I, I don't know if he was stuttering or what was going on in his life, but something had happened. And, and then he's saying, I, neither, not even before, Lord, this is a big mistake you're making. And the Lord said unto them, who hath made man's mouth? Answer, Moses, who made your mouth? And he said, oh, my Lord, send, I pray thee, by the fifth excuse. <laughs> oh, Moses, please, you're pushing it here. Moses, I I would back off a little bit, Moses. And he said, oh, my Lord, send, I pray thee, by the hand of whom thou wilt send. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. God wouldn't get mad at Moses. He's angry. It's kindled. It's like kicking a fire and starting to kindle and it's going to get. And you better, you don't want to do that now. God says, uh, when he came into Jerusalem, uh, the 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 priest were, listen to these, listen to these. They're, they're saying Hosanna to the highest. And he says, haven't you read out of the mouths of babes? I'll use babies. God used a donkey one time, or Balaam. God used a woman. He, he told this guy who was going to be judge of Israel. Now you go after him and say, well, I can't only if Deborah comes with me. He says, fine, I'll give her the glory. It doesn't matter to me. I'm going to get the job done. I don't believe in women preachers, but God's going to say, I'm not going to sit around with a bunch of excuses. And if you don't get something done, then I'm going to get somebody, even if it has to be a donkey or a little child to praise me. Amen. Now, it would be wise if people who were young realized that God. Can God call a young person? Jeremiah says, Jeremiah says, I'm a child. Chapter one. Lord, I'm a child. He said, don't say, don't say anymore. You're a child. I don't say that anymore. And uh, Esther probably was a teenager. Uh, John and the, uh, the apostle probably was a teenager. D- David, King David, 
some people say he was only 14. And there's reasons I won't go into them all. Uh, probably he was definitely a young person, a teenager. They call him a stripling in the Bible. He's not considered an adult. There's other people that God called in the Bible who were young. And uh, uh, Samuel, Samuel, three times he goes and talks to uh, Eli. You called me. I heard, no, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. Go back and sleep. He says, if you hear this again, it's to God. It's not me. He's a little child. He's a little child. God calls people sometimes at a young age. Now, Joseph was 17. We know how old Joseph was. Something that God may actually use you. Oh, he wouldn't use me. That's what Moses said. And Moses gave God five reasons. And finally, God says, I'm tired of this. And he's getting angry. And Moses doesn't have any more excuses. Isn't that interesting? Why not? Moses, can't you think of any more excuses? I'm real smart. I got a bunch of excuses. Well, why don't you give another one? I don't want to make God mad. I don't want to make him angry. Acts chapter 7 and verse number 20. Moses' parents wouldn't kill their son because that was the edict of Pharaoh. I kill all the boys. They should have killed him, and they weren't going to kill Moses' parents were not going to kill him because he was a, quote, proper child. I don't know what that means, but he was a baby. And in verse number 20 of Acts chapter 7, now look at Moses. He is good looking. I don't know if it's his face. I don't know if it's, I think it is. I think facially, he might have had a nice look to him. I, I think he, I'd like to picture him as Charleston Heston <laughs> in the movies. Maybe not. Jesus had no beauty that we should desire him, and that's not just talking about the crucifixion. Uh, but here, he's exceeding fair. Verse 20, in which time Moses was born and was exceeding fair. Not just fair, he's exceeding fair. And nourished in his father's house three months. And when he was cast out, Pharaoh's daughter took him up and nourished him for her own son. God's got a plan. And and devil's going to stamp out the seed of Israel. He's going to do all this. And God says, You're, I'm not going to let you do this. And I'm going to take the most unlikely circumstances and put the person who's going to deliver a nation in a little tiny ark and, let, and put him there in the reeds of the Nile. And in verse number 22, and Moses was learned in all the wisdom of Egypt. Egypt was a center of learning in the days of Moses, 3,500 years ago. I'm rounding off dates here. Can you, he was in the place of learning, and he had learned all the wisdom of Egypt. He was exceeding fair, and then it goes on, and was mighty in words. Moses, don't tell me you can't speak. And deeds. Uh, uh, they, they record some of his deeds, the, the Jews and the legends of the Jews. Uh, I don't know if they're accurate. They're not God's word. They're outside the Bible. But they say he went down there and whipped up on the Ethiopians and, and all that. And in verse 23, and when he was a full 40 years old. Now, listen, he's a full 40. He's in the prime of life. Okay, they, God doesn't divide up 35 to 55 being middle-aged. God says, he's full 40 years old. He's ready. He can speak good. He's got a best education the world can provide. He's not only fair, he's exceeding fair. And he's ready to serve God, whether God's ready for him or not. <laughs> and verse number uh, 25, for he supposed, for he supposed, that's pride, his brethren would have understood how that God had his hand 
uh, by his hand would deliver them, but they understood not. He's saying, hey, you guys should just understand, man. I've got it. The Bible says that Moses gave up the riches of Egypt. My understanding is you can't give up the riches of Egypt unless you're going to be Pharaoh. Maybe because he was Pharaoh's daughter's son, not just adopted, but pulled out of the Nile. But maybe that was putting him in line. He, how can you give up the riches of Egypt unless you're in line to be Pharaoh? Because Pharaoh controlled everything. And he said, I've got a greater riches. What, Moses? The children of God persecute will receive the reward. It's not wrong to want a reward. And he says, I have, I, I have faith, uh, without faith it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and what? And what? That is a rewarder. Oh, I'm not doing it for rewards. Good, give them to me, I'll take them. Nothing wrong with rewards. That's part of faith. Anyhow, God's going to do that. And Moses has got, <laughs> he supposed, don't you guys get it? God's going to use me. God says, I'm going to use you, but I can't use you now. You need to go to the backside of the desert, and you need the education that comes from being with sheep for 40 years, and when you have no more power, when you have no riches, when you can't speak good, and when you're an old man, then I can finally use you, Moses, because you're too full of pride. I cannot use you. He can call a 17-year-old. He can call a, a, a little boy. And, you know, by the way, when he called Joseph, how many people would like to have been Joseph? Man, he got the, he's the second most powerful person in the world. Only Pharaoh was more powerful. Pharaoh says, hey, Joseph, here, here's the keys to the whole place. When I'm sitting in the throne, I'm above you. Otherwise, do whatever you want. But he had to go through a lot of suffering to get there at 17, uh, 21 years. I heard it figured out later when his brothers are bowing before him and all the things that happened and all that, you know, being cast and lied about, cast into prison, being sold as a slave for how many years, I don't know. All that suffering. I'm going to use you. Your dream will get you there. Moses' dream of leading the children of Israel passed away. And God says, I'm ready now to use you, Moses. Big difference. They should understand this. They, I, I, of course I suppose this. I, I, I know this. And now, 40 years later, I can't do this. I got five reasons why I can't do this. And God says, you're making me upset, Moses. If God called you to do something, would you use one of Moses' excuses? Would you say, I'm too old? Would you say, I used to be fair, but now I got wrinkles? Would you say, you know, boy... I'm still thinking this brother, he passed away at La Pointe Baptist Temple. The guy's name was uh, Brother Laughlin, and he'd go out knocking doors all the time, and he'd see me out there every Saturday. Uh, he was about 50 then. I don't, about that, maybe more. He'd see me knocking, going around visiting my bus route when I went to Bible college, and he'd take me out for breakfast sometimes just simply because he wanted to encourage me because I was... You know, being a light for Jesus and getting boys and girls. And by the way, whoever filling up the van out here, uh, thank you for doing that, okay? Yeah, that's good. It, it gets not always fun, <laughs> but it's good that you're doing that. And, uh, and so he got cancer, and they took off half of his jaw. And he, oh, man, 
And I would have thought, Lord, not, not this brother. He's, he's not afraid to stand up for you. And I don't know why. I could imagine and guess. All I know is, he's, I said, brother, I'm sorry. You, you know, I just, yeah, well, I got to go out and go knocking doors. And I wanted to tell him, don't do it. But I, I felt like God saying, you just shut up. And he'd go out and he'd still knock doors. He went door to door. He did that for decades with half of a jaw. And you know he didn't speak very good and it sure didn't look very good. But he had the sweetest spirit and people would get saved. And he said, yes, I'll go, Lord. Thank the Lord. He went there. One last place. I want you I just love this passage here. Please turn there and we'll be concluding. It's over in 1 Corinthians, uh, if I got it right. Yeah, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Paul's here, and he says, For Christ sent me not to, bap- uh, not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. He says, Well, Paul, you've got to baptize people to get them saved. No, I'm not, he- I'm not even here to baptize. I- I- he did baptize, but I-, I said, I'm sent to preach the gospel. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of non-effect, for the preaching of the cross, not baptism, but the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is, say it with me, the what? The power of God. What saves people? Baptism? No. It's the power, the power of God is the preaching of the cross. What happened on the cross? Okay? What happened there? Jesus Christ who never sinned, gained the right to die for everybody else's sin and went there and paid for my sins and your sins. And now you can be forgiven and go to heaven if you will simply ask and put your faith in him for this. The preaching of the cross is the power of God unto salvation. Now, look, verse 21. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. If God was going to pick somebody today, who would he, would he get somebody? I've got to go to the university. I've got to get a, a lecturer. I've got to get a philosopher who's preaching the religion of philosophy. It is a religion. And they're casting doubts. I've got to get somebody who's from Hollywood who's good looking. I've got to go build, I've got to get somebody who, who's got the money and the billions. They're talking about billions. Huh? Wow. Some, something's going to pop sooner or later. And we've got to have, we've got to have all of this. God says, oh, no, no. It used to, I used to wonder, why didn't God pick a priest? Not a single apostle was a priest. If I'd have been back there, I said, Lord, now wait a minute. Have you seen a high priest? You got to get this guy. I mean, he is dressed so sharp, all these really precious stones, and, and he's got the authority and people respect him. You got to go get, you got to get one of the priests. You got these fishermen, they stink, Lord. They smell. Priests are the problem. Open up your eyes. Well, I haven't gone to college yet. I think it's good if you go to Bible college. I think it's good if you go to Bible Institute. But I think what's absolutely best is that you go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Who, who, who is God going to? I, I don't know who he's, why and all he's doing, all his picking. I, I can see something when somebody is as humble as Moses, but he went too far and now he can't. Moses, you got it. You can't do it, but I can do it. We use the saying, little as much when God is in it. Much is little when man is in it. We've got, you know, we're rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. The church there, the Laodicean said, 
And God says, you're poor, you're blind, you're miserable, you can't even see. I, or we, want to impress the world with clothes, with money, with speaking eloquently, with the big degree. Has, has God said, I want you to do something? Have you felt, have you sensed? God has a way. He doesn't have to use, use words. And sometimes it's in our prayers or just in our mind and we can't get it out. And this, I, I, listen, you need to go to the altar and say, dear God, do you want me to do this or not? And I'll do it regardless. You need to say that. You might find out it'll leave you because God didn't want you to do that. He's testing you or the devil put it on you, but you find out. Amen. And find out what God wants you to do. Well, I'm too young, I'm too old, I'm too good-looking, I'm too, you know, not good-looking, I'm too fair, I'm not fair, I'm too poor, I'm too whatever. You're too, too full of excuses. If God has called you, wouldn't that be a terrible thing to say no? And all, all excuses say no. So, I want to ask again. If God asked you to do something, go to your neighbor, witness to your dad, witness. If, yeah, but if he did, will God be with you or will God not be with you? Faithful is he who calls you who will, who will also do it. If God calls you, God will do it. You just got to open your mouth. I'll be with your mouth. Let's, let's stand, please. And I'm going to have a word of prayer first, and then however you do your invitations. Lord, we thank you for your love and your goodness. Thank you for uh, some young people listening and, and hopefully some adults. And, and Father, we pray, Lord, that, that we'll all be faithful. Nancy and I will be faithful to your calling. And, and we love you, Lord. We thank you that you've, you'd call at all different ages to have the message and the power. And so, Father, we pray now that you would enlighten us for your will and give us the faith to believe that you will not only reward us, but you'll do this through us so that we won't have the pride in Jesus' name. With their heads bowed, allow me just to have asked a question. Is there anybody here who uh, is not sure of their salvation. Just slip up your hand for a moment. I'm not sure I'd go to heaven if I died today. Would you pray for me? Is there someone like that? Is there someone who would say, would you pray for me? I, I sense God's calling in my life. Yes, God bless you. Somebody else, yes, God bless you. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, young person. If God wants me to do something for him. And maybe you might say, it's okay to say it. I was there. I, I'm a little afraid of it. I'm a little afraid of it. Or I'm not sure God can use me or and yes, someone else. Well, you're there. And if somebody else was, was to use their, your excuse, if you asked somebody to do something and they used your excuse, you would say, but don't you believe God will be with you? That's what you would probably tell them. Now, I say to you, don't you believe God will be with you? Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. As the world made you happy, Jesus will. I love the ministry. Thank the Lord he let me serve him. Say yes to the Lord, whatever he has for you. Thanks for listening. Pick out another podcast.